Today, we focus on a need that is growing greatly in our community, in the state of Kentucky, and in this world. And once every November, we take a Sunday to focus on what are we doing to care for, reach out to, loving, helping the orphans and those who are caring for the orphans. Let's ask God to speak to us this morning. Heavenly Father, we just ask for you to speak in this room as we take this day, Lord, to hear from your word. What does your word direct us to? What does your word guide us to? What does your word command of us when it comes to those who are orphans? And so, Father, I pray you speak in this room. Lord, there are some in this room who have answered the call to serve, to care, to love in many different capacities, but some, Lord, maybe are here today because you want to nudge a heart, because you want to guide somebody else to step into the realm of ministering to those who, who are orphaned. So we pray and ask, Lord, that your scriptures are just alive and active in this room today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me ask you a question. You ever been in a situation where you had to be rescued? Something ever happened? Maybe you got locked in an elevator and someone had to rescue out of the elevator or you got locked in your car and had to be rescued out of being locked in a car or maybe you had a, a flat tire on the side of the road on the highway and you're thinking, I really don't want to get on the highway and change this tire and you're waiting for someone to come along and be rescued. When you're in that waiting experience, it can be so difficult, be so scary, it can be so overwhelming when you're waiting for someone to come along and help. And most people probably have walked through some kind of situation, maybe at some time in life, when you had to be rescued. Maybe it was just even being rescued from that bad grade that was on your paper, and you're going to your teacher saying, rescue me and help me get this grade up. Sometimes it's something really simple, and sometimes it's something great. Today, I want to talk with us talk with you about children who need to be rescued. Every, sun, every November, uh, there's Orphan Sunday. Last week was the National Orphan Sunday, and we moved it for scheduling purposes for our church today. There's over 150 million orphans around the world. When you define an orphan, that's someone who has no mom and no dad present in their life. 150 million, 400,000 approximately foster children in America, and nearly 100,000 of them are waiting to be adopted. I mean, the the stats are staggering, and they just keep growing. 30,000 children actually age out of the U.S. system every year. 30,000. I mean, that means they get to be 18 years old. They're not going to get adopted anymore. They're going to move on to life to whatever the next stage is. As we talk about this need, though, I think that we need to begin where adoption actually started. It actually started with God himself. It begins in this unlikely place with this unlikely passage of Ephesians 1 where it says, even before he made the world, I mean, even before God created the heavens and the earth, before he created the moon and the stars, before he created a blade of grass or a tree, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us. In advance, before he made the world, before he even made you and me, he decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. He said, you're going to be part of my family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Adoption starts with God. 
It starts with God saying, I want you, I want mankind, man and woman, to be part of my family. And on this Sunday, I want to talk about three truths about, about adoption. Truth number one is this, is that believers in Christ are the rescued, adopted children of God. If you are in Christ, you have been rescued. So when I ask that question, have you ever been rescued? Maybe you're, you're thinking, what have I been rescued of? Maybe nothing's coming to your mind. But if you have given your life to Christ, just as we watched Nicole do this morning, and you've accepted the love of Jesus, then you're rescued, you're adopted, you're, in, you're a child of God, you are now part of God's family. That's incredible. It's unbelievable. There, the entire Bible, though, leads and talks about this idea of adoption. It's, it's about God loving us and adopting us to be his children, to be part of his family. And none of us are naturally born children of God. Look at God's word with me. Colossians 1.13, Paul says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us in the kingdom of the Son he loves. He took us from being a place of darkness to being in a place of light. Galatians 1.4 says, Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of God and Father. He rescued us when He puts His Son on the cross and His Son sheds His blood for your sin and my sin. He rescues us from an eternal separation from God where eternity is now in heaven when you accept the message of Jesus. Galatians 4 says, But when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent Him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that He could adopt us as His very own children. And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. When you hear people pray, they say, Heavenly Father. I've got a friend of mine who prays and says, Daddy, we can actually address God with that term of endearment. Daddy, Father, I want to talk to you for a moment. Why? Because he's adopted us into his family and we accept the message of the cross, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. We're now one of his children. It's a very close relationship. Jesus paid the price for our adoption. And so adoption was not cheap. Someone had to give their life. The gospel is all about adoption. And we are the rescued, adopted children of God if we are in the blood of Jesus Christ. Now let me just say, some of you in this room today may be on that path of investigating. You may have been here, drawn here, going, what's church about? Maybe a friend brought you. God wants to rescue you today. God wants you to follow in the steps of what Nicole did today and give your life to Christ. We have a young lady doing that in second service as well, a fifth grader. And maybe today could be your day. You say, you know what, I want to accept that message that God adopts me into his family. We'd love to help you on that journey. Truth number two, the church is God's plan for the rescue of the world's orphans. It's God's plan to use the church. It's God's plan specifically to use the body of Centerpoint Christian Church to rescue those who are orphans. God wants the rescued to become the rescuers. 
He doesn't want us just to realize, well, I've been rescued from my sin, and now I'm in God's family and be happy with that. He wants us to realize I've been rescued, and now I get a chance to become a rescuer physically helping out a child who needs a mom and a dad. Over and over again, God tells us in his word that we are to care for the orphans. And we can't ignore that passage. Isaiah 1 says, learn to do good, seek justice, help the oppressed, defend the cause of the orphans, more than defend. We think of defend like a lawyer standing up and defending. Defending means you get in and you go to fight for them. You go to battle for those who are orphaned. Fight for the rights of the widows. James 1.27 says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the Word. And if you go back into James 1.21-22, it says, don't just listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And then he goes right on in. Now here's how you live out your religion. Here's how you live out your faith. Here's how you live out what it means to be a Christ follower. Pure and faultless religion. What does that mean? It's how we live out our faith. That's what he's talking about. Here's how you live out our faith. It's how we practice what we believe. If we say we believe in God, then what are you doing to actually demonstrate it? It's the evidence of our faith. Over and over again, God says, take care of the orphans. Minister to the orphans. Defend the orphans. Fight for the orphans. To whom was God speaking those commands? He was speaking to the people of God. He was speaking to the church. He was saying, this is your responsibility. There are going to be orphans among you. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to minister there? God has a tremendous love for the orphan, so much so that he loved us when we were orphaned without a heavenly father. I I want you to get this picture in your mind. Imagine this. Over here, there are millions and millions and millions of children who are orphaned, who are without a mom, who are without a dad. Many of them live in a foster care system and go over to Asia where there's millions in Asia. And they're living over here. And then over here is the church. Over here is you and me. Over here is us who get a chance to gather and worship and celebrate and fellowship and get to know Christ. The question is, what kind of bridge is going to get built over there? What's the bridge to take the church from here to here that we're willing to move, that we're willing to go and say, we got to make a difference here. We got to invest here. We got to put time here. We got to put prayers here. We got to put energies here. What what is that bridge that's going to go go from one side to the other? I'll tell you, it's not the government bridge. Cuz the government messes everything up they touch it seems like. It's not just the society bridge, or that's a society issue. They'll take care of it. It's the church. It's our bridge to be rescuers. That the adopted become adopters. And then we say, you know what? I want to help. And I'm going to help cross that bridge to bring some of those children to be rescued. See, as the church, we must be committed to responding to this call in our lives in Scripture. We must be committed to pray for guidance as to whether God is calling us to adopt or foster a child. That should be a prayer that you're asking every now and then. God, do you want me to adopt a child? God, do you want, my, you want me to open my home up for fostering? That should be a prayer. We've we got to be committed to praying, God, if I don't, since you tell me to open my home, then God, how do I support a family maybe that's adopting or a family that has fostered? God, how do I help? How do I love the orphans? Because not everybody's going to adopt. But there are multiple ways to get involved in 
fostering or adopting or helping out the, the orphans. We must be committed to preach and teach on this topic. And I must say that in the early years of my ministry, I didn't understand a lot about this. Didn't preach and teach on it. But over the last four years, we made it a high priority that every November we are going to deal with this topic in Scripture. We made it a high priority that our mission team here, one of their key focus areas is caring for the orphans. And they're trying to figure out, how do we help the church do a better job and a better job? How do we, as a church, engage in caring for and loving the orphans? We must be committed to support and encourage those who are living this out, this gospel call in their lives. Because it is not easy. It's a challenge. And a matter of fact, when we started thinking about this Sunday, one of the ideas that hit me is, when's the last time we did something just to recognize and to bless and to pray for those who have adopted or fostered. And I don't know if I can think of that time. I said, we need to do something. So I want to ask those in this room, if you're involved in foster care or you adopted children, would you mind coming up here with me? We talked to a lot of these families ahead of time, but would you mind just joining me up here on the stage? If you've adopted or you've been part of foster care, if you want to bring your children with you, you're more than welcome. You can do that. Come on up here. We've asked these families to come, and they were invited ahead of time, and I know I think some are coming second service. So, um, <clears throat> Greg and Julie Mattyoke adopted two children, right? How old are your children that you've adopted? Ten and fifteen, and from what uh, country? From Ethiopia. And how many kids did you already have in your, in your home when you, already, when you decided to adopt two? You already had three, and then you added another. So, they're a little crazy. <laughs> but they're crazy for God, because in the middle of that, they said, we got three, we have, a, we have home, we have the income. God, why we would not open our home? I'm sure I'm making it much more simple than it was. But they've wrestled through that. Sean Netta, how many of you adopted? You've adopted one. Are you fostering two? Uh, yes. And you're, you're fostering more respite. Same thing. Respite is trying to give a break to somebody who's like in the full-time fostering, right? And where did you adopt from? Foster to adopt. Right here locally. Okay. So Seanetta and um, your mom helps you a lot, right? So mom's in there helping her because you're a single mom doing this. And you want to talk about someone who says, I'm going to just jump out. I'm going to do it. That's huge. A lot of single moms are like, it's hard enough just being a single mom. And she's like, I'm taking some kids in on top of that. But bless you, your mom jumps in and helps you a ton. Jeremy and Aaron, where's Aaron at? Is she hiding it? She's teaching. <clears throat> she's teaching. So maybe she'll be here second service. She'll, so you get, to, you get a double blessing. There you go. Jeremy and Aaron Bottiger, they're fostering, right? You have two of your own. You're fostering to adopt? Is that... Is it, I've got to clarify some of the language I'm saying. Wait, wait, and how old is Jaden? 12 years old. And so they've been on that journey for the last year plus or something like that. So, and then Mike and Sarah Brown, miracle. You had to get up here, didn't you? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to get up here. I, miracle, we love you. Um, Mike, and, <clears throat> Mike and Sarah Brown, you have how many that you have adopted? Two they've adopted in what ages? Nine and eight. So you have two of your own, and then you adopted two, four of your own. I'm sorry, the full story, right? Yeah, okay. So, and then two that are adopted. So, um, 
They're in the game. They're in the journey. They're in the battle, right? Let's give them a hand, all right? So we wanted to do a little blessing. Um, mission team got together and said, that this would be a great thing to do. And so what we have for you, there's no way it's enough to cover a whole night out. But we have a $25 gift card to go out to eat, uh, have a date night or have a getaway night or whatever you want to call it. Maybe, maybe that's a good date night. You take him out. No. <laughs> Here you go. Save it for Aaron. You want Aaron to have it. Okay. You're welcome. Oh, no. You don't get one. Miracle's like, Miracle's I want too. So uh, we have a, just wanted to give him a gift card to say uh, a blessing to you all to encourage you and say, hey, you're in the game. You're, you're fighting for, for orphans. You're loving children. Now, here's the challenge with this. <clears throat> because they have kids, it's hard to get away when you have kids. I'm hoping that some of you in the congregation would step up and come to them and say, hey, I'll volunteer to babysit your kids. Volunteer. That day when you're going to go, you let me know. And maybe you develop a relationship with them that says, hey, you know what? I like to do that every now and then for you. Maybe that's a once a month thing. Maybe that's an every other month thing. But when you need a break and you need a night away, you just let me know. And you, you have some volunteer babysitters. That's my hope. And sometimes it's hard to know because these people wander around church. You're like, haven't seen them. I didn't know that. But now you know some of the faces of our church who are serving in this area. I want to pray a blessing over them. Will you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, I pray over these families that are standing up here today. Greg and Julie, Seanetta, Jeremy and Aaron, Mike and Sarah. Father, they've answered the call that you placed upon their hearts. And Lord, I know because I've had conversations with each of them, it's not always easy, but they're walking in your strength. They're walking by your spirit. They're doing the best they can to, to love the children you place in their lives. They're doing the best they can to sacrifice. They're doing the best they can to guide the children. I know, Lord, each of them are also the best they can to introduce these children to Jesus. So we pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would guide them, that you would help them. Lord, that when times are up, help them to celebrate those up times. That when times are down, Lord, you give them the strength to continue on. Father, I pray that their example would be an example for this church. That we'd see some other people that catch this flame, so to speak, or catch the spark and say, I want to follow in their footsteps. I want to do the same thing. Lord, may this be a place where orphans are loved and where they're cared for. Father, we thank you for these families. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One more time, let's give them a thank you. Thank you. You ask the question, when you start looking at the scripture like this, what does God want this church to do for these children? What does God want this church to do for those who are orphans? Perhaps God would use our church like he used the church Bennett Chapel Church in Possum Trot, Texas. In four short years, this very small fellowship of a church have fostered and adopted over 70 children. You realize that if every church in America would have one family step up to adopt, we could close down the foster care system in America. We close it down. If we had just one family this year from Centerpoint say, I'm ready, I'm going to do it. We could actually close the foster care system if every church in America were to do that. 
Maybe God wants you to get involved by starting a support group. Maybe you're like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm that makeup of personality to bring children to my home, but boy, I love to support them. Maybe you could start a support group and figure out how to do that for couples who are fostering and adopting, and you encourage that. Many who are not believers come to these kind of support groups, and then they get to know Jesus through those kind of support groups. Maybe you're the person who says, I'm going to come alongside and be that helping, that support person to help make that happen. There's many different avenues. What does God want our church to do for orphans? One thing we are doing is we're staying committed to doing this and making this known and bringing the scripture forward. And your growth guide that is on your chairs, whether you use that personally or whether you use that in your growth group, it's all about this topic. And I encourage you to take that and read through the scriptures and work through the questions and go, God, what's my role or what's my part? Truth number three is this. You are part of God's plan to rescue the orphans. See, God may not call us all to foster or adopt, but God has called all of us to minister to orphans, to love orphans. I believe that it's, that it's just like the concepts of gifts. Not all of us have been gifted in the same way, but we all have gifts to minister. Not all of us would do well, me being one, having six children in my home. Greg and Julie make that happen. I would probably go over the edge because of my personality. But God has given them the personality to manage and handle that. What personality has God given you? What gifts has he given you? And the same is true in orphan ministry. See, when he's given us gifts, he's given us gifts to somehow get involved and not just close our eyes and turn our back and ignore the challenge before us. We all have a role to play in ministry to the families. It might be. You know what? I'm willing to volunteer and babysit some of these children. One of the ideas we had, it'd be great to offer that kind of night periodically. But maybe you could be the one to organize that and even put that together. God does call many to foster or adopt. I believe he calls many because Psalm 68, 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. And what he's talking about there is he's talking about those children who are without parents. He sets them in families. Perhaps that is something you need to pray about. Could it be that God has you here today to hear this message, to take a little child in your home and give them a forever family and then the hope to be able to introduce them to Jesus? It could be that today could be that prompting from the Spirit that says, honey, husband, wife, we need to make this a priority of prayer. Maybe God wants to take some of you to care for a foster child just to give someone a few hour break. A respite family, as Shawnetta said, sometimes just to give someone a respite evening or a, or a respite weekend. There are so many different things you can do. If you go to this website, Christian Alliance for Orphans, kfo.org, there is a plethora of resources and ideas because there's no way for me to share all of them in a message, but you could go there and prayerfully say, God, what, what's something here that I should be plugged into? What's one way I can support? So I'd encourage you to check that out. So let me take you back in time just for a moment. Can you remember the day when you gave your life to Jesus? Think back to when you were saved. Think back to what that moment was like. How thrilled you were that he was with you and you were with him, that you could talk with him, that you are no longer an orphan, that you're no longer abandoned. Now you have a spiritual family. You think back to that. Now let me take you forward. One day in heaven, we'll be more than even thrilled. One day in heaven. Scripture tells us that eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, that it has never entered into the heart of man 
all that God has in heaven for us. That is a little overwhelming to think eyes and ears, and we cannot even imagine we push it together. Think for just a moment about your first day in heaven. How glorious will that be? What a celebration that will be. Now let me tell you this, that's how a child feels when they're rescued. That's how a child feels that's been waiting maybe in a foster care system or been waiting in an orphan home in some foreign land. And when someone brings them in, they're like, I have a family? I have a family. I'm not just being tossed to the side. They know that they're loved and cared. They feel as if they've been born again, so to speak. They've been rescued. They feel as if they've died and gone to heaven. Someone finally loves me. Someone finally wanted me. Someone finally took me home. It's a day that we're all waiting for. Maybe you're here today and you've never been rescued spiritually. We want to help you on that journey. We want to help you on that journey. You've never been, become part of a forever family of God. Then we want to help you. A couple ways you can do that. You can use your connection card and say, hey, I'm ready. I want to have some conversations. As we continue in worship, one thing we encourage you to do is maybe you just get up and walk to the back of the room. I'll be back there and say, Brian, let's start talking. Or Brian, I know today's my day. I need to be rescued by God. We would love to help you on that journey. If you've discovered God's adoption, then you're part of God's family. If you discover what it means to be a Christian, then you're part of God's family. I want to encourage you to make a commitment to be part of God's rescue plan. At the minimum starting place is to start praying about this topic in your life. Start praying at this, about this topic. God, what part of your rescue plan do I play? God, what is my role? God, how do I answer the call of the gospel? He, see, here's the thing. This call of the gospel is not something that says, if you want to. This call of the gospel is not something that we put down and say, well, you kind of decide if you do or if you want. No, this is... All throughout Scripture, it's a call that is expected of us as the church. Expected of us to be engaged in fighting for the orphans. So our role then is, God, what is my role within that? God, what do you want me to personally do? Let's pray together about it. Father God, we open up the Scriptures today, and the call is, is loud the call is loud. The command of Scripture is loud as it rings out. Love for, fight for, defend the orphan. And God, I must confess that we, the church, have ignored this for too many years. I'm thankful, Father, that there's been such a great move in the last about 10, 15 years where churches across the country and across the world are talking about the Scripture now are doing exactly what we're doing today, Father. They're talking about what's our role? How do we get involved? Father, I pray specifically for people in this room that maybe are wrestling with, wrestling with the idea, do I foster? Wrestling with the idea, do I adopt? Lord, I pray you, you give them a, a very sensitive heart and ears to, to listen to you. Father, I pray for people in this room who maybe haven't even thought about this topic, that today would be a day that, you know, we're going to start praying on it. We're going to start thinking about it. We're going to start seeking God's heart on it for us. Father, all of us have something that we can give, something that we can do to help love and care and defend and fight for the orphan. Help us to discover that. 
Father, as we move in this time of communion now, we celebrate that we are no longer orphans because you've rescued us by the cross. And we celebrate that, Father. And so, God, today we say thank you as we receive this time of communion. Lord, if there is somebody in this room that needs to accept Jesus as Savior and be welcome to his family, by all means, God, nudge their hearts to move. To get up, go to the back of the room and make that decision and follow the example of what we saw with Nicole and what we're going to see in second service. Father, help us to just to answer the call you have for our lives today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.